Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, Raider Nation, and welcome to another edition of the Believe in Raiders podcast, Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Dennis Ackerman. The Raiders suffer their second straight loss as they lose at home to the undefeated Buffalo Bills, 30-23. Just like last week, the Silver and Black were their own worst enemy. The offense couldn't finish drives. The turnovers are becoming a major issue. And what's become a broken record? The defense couldn't get enough stops. It looks as if the Raiders' fast start was just a mirage as they fall to 500. And it doesn't get any easier as they head to Kansas City next Sunday, which has been a house of horrors. And they'll certainly be underdogs. If you want to check the line and the over-under in that one and all the rest of the lines on all the NFL games, then head to betonline.ag right now and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. All right, let's hand out some grades now, and we'll begin with the Raiders' offense. To me, it felt like a repeat performance from last week. In the first half, the Raiders moved the ball well, but just couldn't finish their drives, and as a result, trailed at the half 17-13. On the Raiders' opening possession, they marched right down the field, and on third and one, tried an old-school fullback dive with Ingold that didn't fool the bill, D. And the Raiders settled for a Daniel Carlson 54-yard field goal. On their second possession, Derek Carr hooked up with Nelson Aguilar on a 49-yard touchdown. But it was nullified because of an illegal formation penalty. Once again, they settled for a Daniel Carlson field goal. On the third possession of the half, the Raiders' offense finally finished a drive. The Raiders went 75 yards on 11 plays. And it was capped off with Jason Witten's First touchdown reception as a member of the Raiders. Interesting note here, Raider Nation. The Raiders have now scored a touchdown inside of two minutes of the first half in all four games. But they still left eight points off the board. And instead of trailing at the end of the first half, maybe it's tied or they have the lead. But that's the difference right now between the first two games of the season and the last two games. The Raiders' offense was finishing drive with touchdowns instead of settling for three points. At halftime, this game was still up for grabs. But much like the first half, the second half started exactly the same. They marched right down the field, but the drive stalled at the Buffalo 7-yard line. The Raiders settled for another field goal, and with nine minutes left in the third quarter, they were down a point. But if they finish all four of their drives, They're up 11 points. I know I keep harping on this, but that's a 12-point swing. It's the difference between being in the lead than playing from behind. It changes everything about the way this game is played moving forward. And as the third quarter went along, 
the Bills' defense started to stymie Josh Jacobs and the Raiders' running attack and began to put more pressure on Carr. On a third down play in Raiders' territory, it appeared Carr was sacked and fumbled. And I think he got bailed out by the rest because I thought it was a fumble. And to me, it looked like he was trying to pitch it. Derek, just take the sack and protect the football. It's still a one-point game at that time. Then on the next drive, the Raiders are now down seven. And then Carr completes a pass to Darren Waller, who fumbled after being hit by the Bills' Josh Norman. Very next play, Josh Allen hits Stephon Diggs for a 49-yard completion. They would score a couple of plays later to make it a two-touchdown game. Tight end Darren Waller said after the game, that was a turning point. I felt like the second half, we uh, were moving the ball down the field. I feel like uh, my fumble was pivotal uh, just because, you know, we're going down the field and we're about to take the lead. Like, we're marching down the field uh, pretty strongly. And uh, I feel like my fumble was a turning point. Then you see Stephon Diggs had that big play, like, the next play after. So that was just like a huge swing right there. So I feel like right there was when it kind of started to get out of our control. And that's exactly the point. In the blink of an eye, the Raiders go from a game-tying touchdown drive to down 14 points. And it certainly didn't get much better from there. On the very next possession, the Raiders faced a fourth and one from their own 29-yard line with around 10 minutes to play. They decided to go for it, and I completely agreed with the decision to do so. This time, they gave it to Jacobs, but he was stopped short of the first down. Twice in this game, the Raiders' offense needed a yard, and they couldn't execute. Raider Nation, it's very reminiscent of their goal line issues from a year ago. Now, I know they're still down a couple of starters on the O-line. There's no Trent Brown, and there's no Richie Incognito. But Sam Young returned at right tackle. That allowed Denzel Good to move back to his natural left guard position. That's still a pretty good offensive line with Colton Miller, Rodney Hudson, and Gabe Jackson. But it goes back to my point of not finishing drives. Doesn't matter if it's settling for field goals instead of touchdowns or failing to convert short yardage situations. It's the difference between winning the first two games and losing their last two games. Then, on the next possession, Carr turns it over on a strip sack. That's his third turnover in the last two games. Now, I praised him last week for not having thrown an interception, but now he's turned it over three times in the last two weeks, and they've all been fumbles. Hey, it's great he still hasn't thrown a pick through the first four games, but a turnover is a turnover, and he has got to do a better job of protecting the football when he's getting sacked. I mean, this is something that has plagued him throughout his career. And according to the Athletics' Vic Tafer, it was his 57th career fumble and the 27th lost fumble. That's an unacceptable number no matter how you slice it. So in the last two weeks, the Raiders' offense has turned it over five times. And the defense has one takeaway. That's a minus four. And it's going to be tough to overcome those kind of numbers moving forward. Here's what Derek Carr had to say following the Raiders' ugly loss. I'm sick of losing, Levi. I'm sick of working as hard as, as, as I do and as we do. 
and going out there and, and losing. I mean, it's, it's it sucks. Enough is enough. We are in all these games. We have moved the ball up and down the field in these first four games, you know, and, um, you know, if, you know, you're blind if you don't think that, you know, but what's killing us is ourself. And so, um, you know, for whatever reason, it doesn't matter. We're just killing ourselves, And that's the frustrating part that the things that are hurting us in these, these closed games is not them. It's us. And that's the, that's the hard part to swallow because, you know, you, you, work so hard in practice, you wake up early, try and outwork everybody and give this organization everything you got. And then it's like one thing here and there. It's like, dang, you know? Uh, so it's, yeah, it's, in, it's encouraging for what it is, but at the same time you, you go home and you're hot, you know, uh, you gotta, gotta take a deep breath, you know, before I go in my house. So I don't take it out on my wife and my kids because it means so much to me. But like I, like I told Levi, I said, I just, Enough's enough, man. You know, we got to correct this right now. Overall, looking at the numbers, the Raiders rushed for 86 yards, but 20 of those came on scrambles from Derek Carr. Coming into this game, I felt the Raiders could run on Buffalo's defense as they were torched the previous week by the Rams. But Jacobs had just 48 yards on 15 carries, and the Bills did a nice job of keeping him bottled up for most of the afternoon. And I mentioned this earlier. Raiders offense came up empty on a couple of short yardage situations, and that is something they are going to have to get corrected moving forward. As far as the passing game, Carr put up some nice numbers, completing 32 of 44 for over 300 yards and a couple of touchdown passes. But for the second straight game, he lost a fumble. Carr, once again, did a nice job of distributing the football, completing passes to nine different receivers. Felt like Nelson Aguilar had a nice game. Four receptions for 44 yards and a touchdown. He also had another TD nullified because of a penalty. Zay Jones had four receptions against his former team. Carr targeted him a lot in the first half, but in the second half, he was non-existent. From a statistical standpoint, tight end Darren Waller had a nice bounce-back game with nine receptions for nearly 90 yards. But I didn't think he had the big impact in this one like weeks one and two. And his fumble in the third quarter was a game changer, and it was a 14-point swing. The Raiders were much better on third down this week, going 8 for 14. Last week, they didn't convert a third down until the fourth quarter. One side note, Raider Nation, Derek Carr became the Raiders' all-time leader in touchdown passes with 151, passing Hall of Famer Kenny Stabler, the snake. Right now, the Raiders could certainly use a little snake magic. The bottom line is the Raiders hurt themselves repeatedly. They didn't finish three drives, leaving 12 points off the board. Two turnovers, two failed short yardage situations, and a touchdown wiped out because of a penalty. I'll give the offense a C-plus grade. However, head coach John Gruden he looked at it much different. I give our guys credit. We scored 23 points today. We had four points called back on a alignment error that uh, we've been in that formation a thousand times. Um, you know, we played pretty good at times on offense uh, with our fourth different right tackle, our third different left guard, and a number of new receivers. So we'll take a look at the film, uh, but we tried to stay aggressive. Uh, we made some plays down the field. One of them was called back, obviously, it hurt us. I know Gruden is staying positive, but he has to be frustrated at the way the Raiders have lost the last two games. I understand it's a young team, and they've had to play a lot of young guys because of all the injuries. Hopefully, 
All these guys getting experience will pay off later in the season. The schedule gets a little bit softer. Now to the defense. Raiders got middle linebacker Nick Kwiatkowski back after missing the last two games because of a pec injury suffered in the Carolina game. Defensive coordinator Paul Gunther actually moved from the sideline to the coaching box. But neither one seemed to make a difference in the first half. Buffalo scored on all three of its possessions, two touchdowns and a field goal. On the opening possession, the Raiders came out playing man-to-man defense, and Gunther must not have gotten the memo because Bills quarterback Josh Allen thrives on teams playing that defense. Buffalo marched right down the field and scored on an easy touchdown pass to Gabriel Davis. Rookie Robertson, who replaced an injured LaMarcus Joyner, was supposedly on the coverage, but I don't even think he was in the same zip code. And the rest of the first half didn't fare much better as the Bills scored on their next two possessions, a touchdown and a field goal. After the Bills converted a field goal, I tweeted out, I guess that was a win for the defense. Allen toyed with the Raiders the entire first half, completing 75% of his passes. Raiders defense seemed to find themselves for a moment in the third quarter, actually forcing the Bills into their first punt of the game. In fact, it was the first punt the defense forced since midway through the first quarter of the New England game. I'll give them a little credit also. They did keep the Bills off the scoreboard after the Raiders turned it over on downs from their own 29-yard line. Max Crosby came up with a big sack on third down, his third in the last two weeks. And they did limit the Bills to 62 yards rushing on 24 attempts. It's less than three yards a carry. But on the flip side, they failed to put much pressure with their front four, and Josh Allen made them pay. In the end, he completed 24 out of 34 for nearly 300 yards. He didn't do much with his legs, but he really didn't have to because time and time again, he was able to sit back in that pocket and pick the Raiders' defense apart. So through the first quarter of the season, the Raiders' defense is allowing 30 points a game, recorded just four sacks, and has two takeaways. I'll give them a C-minus for this Buffalo game. Now to the special teams. Daniel Carlson continues to have a nice season as he converted all three field goals. For the third time this season, he converted a 54-yarder. Comparing that to last year, Carlson didn't hit one beyond 50. So you would think I would give the special teams an A because of it. Think again. Late in the third quarter, the Raiders are trailing 17-16. to 16. Punter A.J. Cole booms a 48-yard punt. But the Bills' Andre Roberts came up with a big return to set up Buffalo inside Raider territory. Six plays later, the Bills score a touchdown, put them up seven. So I'll give them a solid B. Finally, let's look at the coaching. I understand the Raiders are dealing with a lot of injuries right now, and this is still a relatively young team. Raiders had to play catch-up against Buffalo, and Gruden put the ball in Carr's hands to see if he could bring him back. He wasn't trying to force the run because he wanted to be balanced. But in the end, the Raiders made too many self-inflicted wounds to overcome. I didn't think Gruden was too conservative, and I put this one more on the Raiders' costly mistakes, untimely penalties, and a failure to execute. Now, as far as the defense goes, I know it's easy to pile on defensive coordinator Paul Gunther. The defense was awful the first two years under him, and through the first four games, it doesn't seem to be any better. I don't think, though, Gunther deserves all the blame because I'm still not sure he has a lot to work with on that side of the ball. There are some nice pieces in place with Max Crosby, Trayvon Mullen, and Jonathan Abram. Linebacker Nick Kwiatkowski, he hasn't even played two full games. Rookie cornerback Damon Arnett, 
he's out at least two more games. The Raiders have spent a lot of draft picks and a lot of money over the last two years. And right now, there's not a lot to show for it. I think there's a lot of blame to go around for everybody for the poor play on defense. Overall coaching grade, a C. You know, the crazy thing about this game, Raider Nation, if you look at the stats, the Raiders actually had more first downs, outgained the Bills, and won time of possession. But the Bills won the turnover battle and finished drives, and the Raiders didn't. So now the season is a quarter of the way through. And if you looked at it before the season began, and you said the Raiders would be 2-2, two and two, most of Raider Nation would be happy with that. But after winning the first two games, and then losing the way they did the last two weeks, I think disappointment would be more fitting. Here's what Gruden had to say about the first four weeks. We got a good young team. We're playing a, a, a lot of people. I'm really proud of our first quarter. Anybody's played a tougher schedule than us, tell me who it has. You know, we played Monday night against the Saints, across the country on a short week against the Patriots, and the Buffalo Bills are undefeated in a playoff team. And we're not going to get any sympathy next week either going to Arrowhead. So uh, this is a great opportunity for us to continue to get better and look at our young players, and I'm proud of them. We've been in, been in all these games, and we've won two and lost two, and the first quarter is in the books. Well, Coach mentioned it. It doesn't get any easier next week, Raider Nation, as the silver and black heads to Kansas City to take on the defending Super Bowl champs. Raiders haven't won in KC since 2012. And overall, they've lost 10 of the last 11 of the Chiefs. I'll have a preview of that one coming this Thursday. All right, Raider Nation, that's going to do it for this edition of the Believe in Raiders podcast, Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Dennis Ackerman. Thanks so much for listening. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.